We're just ordinary people living ordinary lives until we see someone on TV win a $25,000 prize. Come on down. I'll play any game for 10 seconds of fame. Come on down. I'll make a deal just for that me spin the wheel. Come on down. To win a million bucks, all you need is a little luck and thorough knowledge of multiple disparate trivial subjects. Ho, ho, ho. Welcome nay, back. Nay, nay, nay. There's someone on the roof. Better get him down. He's got a whole bunch of presents in his big old gown. He's got a gown? <laughs> Sexy. Wait, you didn't know that? That's how Santa carries all of his presents. He just wears a big uh, ball Cinderella, gown. Yeah. And he puts it all underneath. <laughs> yep. The, and it, uh, and, he, and he, he ties each present to a different leg hair. And ooh. so that's how they keep them all up. Hairy guy. He's It's got one of those like, you know, hula hoops in the... To keep it wide. Yeah, exactly. correct. Smart. All right, welcome back to Come On Down, the game show podcast hosted by me, John Baker. And me, St. Nick. Whoa, are you? Yeah. I like your little costume here. Thank you. I like your very merry gray outfit. Thank you. This is what the holidays are all about, being gray. Mm-hmm. You know, depression is the strongest during the holidays. So in a way, you are bringing the true holiday this spirit. Is the spirit of Christmas, baby. Which is hopelessness. Absolutely. Brought to you today by hopelessness. Absolutely. You're, is this the same red jumpsuit that you wore last year for this Correct. Episode? That is correct. Nice. Nice. Uh, all right. We've got a big show for you today. Do we? We, have a, we have a pretty big show. Do you think? Um, it's probably our like last show of the year, I would guess, because there's holidays and stuff when's next sunday um december 26th i don't want to do it then okay yeah that's what i figured (laughs) that's what i thought um all right but so you know we've got a game show to talk about we've got other we've got christmas to talk about we have so much kwanzaa hanukkah um i bet you there's one for those um like uh buddhists shiite it's a Muslim. Mm. Anyway, before we hop into all that, I'm sure we've got a commercial to read here. Well, we have an advertisement, not really right. a commercial. Okay. An advertisement. Christmas time can be difficult for some people. You're telling me. Dealing with a death or maybe a difficult divorce can add depression into the holiday season. Sometimes life seems hopeless, even when everything around you is aglow with warm lights and abuzz with love and smiles. Well, you can shake off your dirty chain, Ebenezer Scrooge, with the new cocktail of happiness from our sponsor today, Pfizer BioNTech, called Christmas Cheer. With just a simple daily shot, your worries and sadness melt away while you slip into a peaceful fugue state. Pfizer would like to remind you to never fall asleep on your back or take more than the recommended dose. Your physician will monitor your doses and gradually increase your amount as your tolerance increases. Some minor side effects include warm flushing of the skin, dry mouth, and a heavy feeling in the extremities. You know, Baker, this kind of sounds like heroin. Chemically, it is. But in the eyes of the FDA, it is not. And that's the magic of Pfizer's Christmas cheer. Our listeners will receive 20 free days at any rehab of your choice as 99.9% of Christmas cheer users will become chemically dependent and need to detox once every three months. Christmas cheer from Pfizer. Yes, we've already started a legal fund for when we get our tits suit off in 30 years. Christmas cheer from Pfizer. Give us a shot and we'll give you a shot. Christmas cheer. You're boring your family with your depression. Christmas cheer. Get addicted to the holidays. Christmas cheer. When my dad first gave me some Christmas cheer, it was a real bonding moment, and now he's dead. Christmas cheer is here to say, what do you say? Hey, no need to pray. Although your hair may get gray, Pfizer will make it go away. Hooray! Results not guaranteed by the FDA. Wow. That, I feel ethically weird about advertising that Christmas cheer. I always feel really on the spot when I'm reading these things, and Mm -hmm. it says uh, improv. And a lot of our sponsors seem to do that for some reason. Well, you know what's weird is that you could just say improv. <laughs> oh, is that what I was supposed to do? Yeah. Oh, God, I'm sorry. 
I thought it was a direction, like yeah, a, sta- no. a stage direction. No, there. dude, it's in brackets, so that means you yeah. can just say Pfizer it. BioNTech. Did I say that right? Yeah, or is not BioNTech. No, 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 I think the it's BioNTech. The ends a capital, so I just assume. Mm-hmm. I thought they do bio stuff. N Tech. <laughs> it's like babies are us. <laughs> That's what I thought. I, is it not? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it is. I don't know. BioNTech. BioNTech. And they like wanted to just sound be hip and cool in their name. And they have, like, a a cool social media app, but also, like, a life-saving cancer (laughs) drug. Uh Absolutely. With their fake COVID uh, cures and whatnot. You told me no political stuff, dude, when we started this podcast. We are going to get YouTube flagged. I did. I'm going to get YouTube flagged for this for sure. But no. um, So I got that that boosty boost. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The young boost, young boosty. Is that a rapper? I think like Young Boozy is one. Oh, okay. Boozy? Boozy with a C. I don't know. I sound so fucking cool and hip right now. What are the words from uh, that Chicago? My kind No, the Menage a Trois. Oh, you mean from Moulin Rouge? Yeah. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi? No, there's no B in there. Never mind. Young voulez-vous coucher avec moi? Um... Yeah, no, I got that booster, and I had some uh, some side effects. Let me tell you. Yeah, right. And uh, I think I think it, it fucked my heart up a little bit. If I'm totally honest with you, I had uh, uh, heart arrhythmia. For, really? For like five days. How could? Oh, because your Apple Watch? No, just because I could feel my heart beating wrong in my chest. Sample size is too low. Doesn't matter. Not real science. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to the doctor tomorrow. But now it's gone. So like the doctor couldn't get me in. I mean, yeah, I guess it's good that it's gone. But now I'm just going to sound like a fucking crackpot to my doctor and be like, yeah, my heart was beating all weird for five days. And they're going to be like, I don't see anything. I promise. Dude, just get an EKG. Uh, They probably will. Give me one. Yeah. I got one last time I was there. I fucking crushed it. Well, we're definitely going to get flagged uh, because my dad has heart issues now as well. Is that is that for real? Yeah, he's going to see a specialist uh, in a couple days. What kind of heart issues? Like I didn't have pain or anything. He just has like, was some like... excess fluid around his heart now, and he could just tell that. You just no, feel he, it no, he's, around. he's heavy. <laughs> he uh, I think almost died in his sleep one night, Ooh, and instead fun. of telling my mom, uh-huh. he went to go sleep on the couch. Well, yeah, that way at least she doesn't roll over next to a dead dude. That, that would be fucking disgusting. Very nice of him. Yeah. So they took him to the hospital, and they they did a. It, they had an EKG, it. he had an interesting heartbeat, and then they did a, an another type heartbeat. of... Your heartbeat is interesting. Your heartbeat that? is telling us cool facts. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Is that young boosie, that <laughs> that rhythm it's beating to? <laughs> so yeah, so I'm sure you're Lil fine. boosie? You're young and vibrant, and my dad's... Your dad's old and full of cancer and... Hopefully not. Oh. Yeah, we'll find oh, out. Oh, I'm sorry to tell you. What if the heart, what if the fluid is cancer and it's like... It's like the guy's making a circle around his heart, and they're like... In West Side Story. Now in theaters. What theater? All of them. The uh, movies? West Side Story? Yeah. You don't know about this? Steven Spielberg just made a West Side Story remake. Yeah, right, dude. That's not a Christmas movie. What's more Christmas? West Side Story or Die Hard? Because um, Christmas happens in the west of the world. Holy shit. Now that you put it that way. And it's got a bunch of uh, Puerto Ricans. They're probably real Catholic. <laughs> That's true. So in that sense. That's true. Anyway, today we've got a game show to talk about real quick. It, very quick. Uh, Although, I would there's, like... There's actually a decent amount. I, I would thought, like to show you my dislikes. They they are, are the they longest long? they've ever okay. been. So I, I think we should just hop right into this. We're, we're not even 10 minutes in. We usually let's shoot hop the right shit down, for a little let's while. Let's hop right down the chimney of this game show. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, we're talking about today a game show called The Chamber. Mm. The Chamber. It was on Fox uh, in 2002 for a few weeks. Great year. Why? Sophomore year of college. Nope. Sophomore year of high school. Yep. More reasonable. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yep. So this show was hosted by Rick Schwartz. And then I made the note, doesn't have a Wikipedia. That's how you know doesn't surprise this me. guy's a nobody. He doesn't even have... He hosted a game show on the Fox Television Network, mm-hmm. one of the four broadcast over-the-air national television networks in this country. He hosted a show on it. He's not even important enough to have a Wikipedia. And that is simply because he is 
the mayonnaise of humans. Mayonnaise is delicious. No, mayonnaise without the fat. Oh, yikes. So just bland, Miracle Whip. So just bland air. Okay. He is, I would say, one of the worst hosts we've ever seen. Not a lot of intrigue. Not a lot of interest there. No facial expressions. No emotions on his uh-huh. face. Same thing. No, I mean, his body is stiff as a board. He barely uses his hands. His questions range from how are you doing to how you feeling. <laughs> uh-huh. So the chamber... A lot of you guys at home are probably like, yeah, it sounds like a torture chamber or something. Yes. Uh-huh. That's yes, that's what they're Great alluding to. at home. Nailed it. They are referencing a torture chamber. Um, I believe uh, the executive producer of the show was Adolf Eichmann. Um, it was just, it was a long dream of his uh, in Argentina when he was. Where he is busy, now resides. busy creating this show. Um, so this is such a weird show. I'll just say that right out of what the What are you gate. talking about? Such a weird show. So, there's a chamber. There's a torture chamber. We'll get to that in a minute. Okay. First, there are two competitors. All right? Mm-hmm. There are two people competing on this show against each other, head to head. Like per round. Right. No. So, two people are competing with each other. They're introduced. And then it's set up as, all right, we're going to give you a question where the answer is a list. Quickly, before... Uh, you move forward. Mm-hmm, yeah. The way they introduce it, mm-hmm. I wrote, is like the quintessential way early 2000s game shows did it with the side panel that comes in and a list of facts. Oh, yeah. Like um, like every <clears throat> MTV show. Like next on MTV. Exactly. Yeah. So basically, they have, uh, they, they say, name the top 20 best-selling female recording artists of all time mm-hmm. and then they have to alternate back and forth did you not tell them how they're standing uh they're standing face to face about to kiss how, uh, maybe at max six seven inches yeah, apart from they each are face to face uh with maybe a little tiny little baby podium in between the two of them <laughs> and it's you know name the top 20 female recording artists of all time and they have to alternate when one of them misses is incorrect if the other person can name one after the miss Mm -hmm. the person who named it gets one point excellent and you win the game yeah if you are able to accumulate two points i don't know what happened in the writing room of this show (laughs) but it is wet for two points two points in all aspects of the yeah, show. Yeah, two is a big number in this show. Mm-hmm. So if you get two points, you win. If you don't, uh, you lose. And you're done. You're off the show. You've been there for 30 seconds. You are done. The other person has won the game show. <laughs> there was... So the I found the first episode of this show on YouTube. I'm sure that's probably the same one that you found. Correct. Uh, for reasons we'll get into, There, there's no official ways to watch this show. Thank God. But there was, for instance, a gentleman on this show mm-hmm. who got to say two words on the show because he was incorrect in both of the answers that he gave. The other person gave a successful answer each time. Yeah. And that gentleman was uh, off the show after two words. And I'd like to tell you one of those words real quickly because it was astonishing to me and he should be banned from social life mm. for it because the question was, name the Top 10 United States restaurant chains by total sales. The top 10 U.S. restaurant chains by total sales. And they said, I can't remember his name, Chris. They said, Chris, you're up first. The top 10 United States restaurant chains by total sales. And he goes, Denny's. (laughs) Grand Slam. Denny's. Grand Slam. His answer was Denny's. Name one other thing on the menu that they grand slam. Um, Coffee. Rudy Tooty Fresh and Fruity. That's at Denny's? Is that at IHOP or Denny's? I get, uh, probably at IHOP. I don't know. But anyway. I don't know. It does sound, kind of sound like a shitty He Denny's said, De- like, all you, McDonald's is the obvious answer. Right. And he said, Denny's. The first thing he thought of. It's IHOP. <laughs> okay. The first thing he thought of as the biggest restaurant chain in the country here's, was Denny's. Here's what happened. He was 
Denny's. Put up in a shitty hotel for the show by the producers and given a $15 credit to the closest restaurant, which was a Denny's that morning. He loaded up on a Grand Slam. He had Denny's on the brain. And when they asked him the question, he said Denny's. I guarantee so that's he, what happened. So he stayed in a La Quinta because they're always next to a Denny's 100% of the time. Correct. My dad uh, had a good dad joke when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, do you know what? You're adopted. <laughs> he said, do you know what uh, La Quinta means in Spanish? And I said, no. And he said, next to Denny's. Because it always was. Damn. That's strong. Right? So... Now the person has won the game, and that's it. We'll see you guys next week. (laughs) (laughs) So now the person has won the game, and they get the treat of going into the chamber. Mm -hmm. And now, for the first person on the show at least, we get a a 12-minute explanation of what the chamber is. (laughs) While they're being hooked up. While they're being hooked up to a bunch of monitors, and doctors are giving them a final examination before they're allowed. Because they want to make this seem very serious, a very grave threat to your life going into the chamber and here's how serious it is you have to sign a double waiver yeah right so you're hooked up to all the things you're about to be inserted into the chamber and then they make you sign the waiver in front of the camera and they also force which is super enforceable probably explain that this is the same waiver you filled out before yeah you already saw this waiver before the show now sign it now also they offer you five hundred dollars to just leave and not go in they do? I didn't catch that. Yeah. So you can just say, nah, I'll take the five hundos. Um, is that the money you won in the first round? I guess, yeah. Or is it just like, here's... Yeah, whatever. Here's Thanks for showing up. We have to legally offer you money to not go in. Is that dangerous? So they hook up all sorts of monitors. They talk about your stress quotient, which yeah, is a made-up number that they base on... Like your heart rate. heart rate and your blood pressure and your body temperature, I think. They don't tell you how this is calculated. And then they say your stress quotient is 242. And then if you go over the stress quotient into the danger zone, mm. is what they call it, for 20 seconds, that's it. You're done. You're out. Um, or if you go over it a few times and the doctors, the onset medical professionals say... This is too risky. We got to pull them out of there. Yeah. Then they do that. And that to some people is like, okay, there's on-site doctors. But I listened to a podcast called This is Important. It's mm-hmm. the Workaholics guys. Okay. They spent a healthy 30 minutes on the last show that I listened to talking about how the on-site staff in Hollywood are basically glorified like base-level nurses. Uh, is that how like nothing against Alec Baldwin gets to murder people on like sets? nothing against nurses, but they made it clear that but you're not people, a real doctor. You're a fake. You're a woman. You're not a doctor should not be called medical staff because they're basically just patsies for the producers to say, uh, yeah, yeah, we're good. They're fine. Yeah, uh, that's and in a show like this where there is serious implications. Well, maybe in a show like this, we've got our best doctors on it. Dr. Fauci. He was one of the people. And there you go again with your political speak. <laughs> what? He's just a doctor. Um, Doogie Hauser. So <laughs> inside the chamber, there are seven levels. And at a... Um, How many levels were in Dante? Uh, Six or seven? Seven levels of hell, right? Yeah, I think so. I guess that maybe makes sense. That's what this was. All right. So as you go down into the inferno, mm. um, there are seven levels and you're getting... As they say, rapid fire questions. So you're just getting as many. Each level is one minute long. And it's as many levels or as many questions that you can answer in that one minute. Nine. I was thinking maybe nine. (laughs) Nine circle. I couldn't remember. Um, So you get a rapid fire amount of questions in your one minute. Once it gets to the one minute mark. Clock stops and they finish the question and you can answer that question. So it's not like uh, minutes up and they're in the middle of reading the question and it's over. Yeah. You've got the time to finish that question. A random computer selection as you're going into the chamber Mm. decides whether you get a hot chamber or a cold chamber. Mm. Some like it hot. Exactly. Starring, um, you know, all those old people. Unnamed contestant. Marilyn Monroe. 
for Merrill example. Lynch. Yes. So the chamber that you were put into, you were tied down into a big old seat. And not just tied down. You're tied down you're with strapped your, in with your arms up like a what's this? Like you like cops are on your back and they say hands up. Hands up, yeah. And you put it up like that. So you're strapped in, you get pushed into the chamber, and what happens in the chamber is either, like we said, there's a hot or a cold one. So there's getting very hot up to 150 degrees. Which, yep. Uh, or very cold down to negative something degrees. Yep. And in addition to that, you are uh, shook. Earthquake force vibrations, yep. they say. Mm-hmm. You are spun around like upside down. Like a clock. Exactly, like just like a clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are... Bursts of air up to 140 miles per hour blast. Hurricane style hurricane force winds. Uh, In the heat one, there are fires around the edges, Mm -hmm. providing you heat blasts. In the cold one, they're squirting water on you when it's like negative five degrees. Mm -hmm. So ice is forming on your eyebrows and shit. It's like a car wash. But if the devil was the conductor. And they gradually reduce the oxygen levels in there over time. Oh, I did not well, know that. Down to 70%. How did this pass liability? Don't worry about it. So you, after each round, uh, you know, in addition to your stress quotient being measured, mm-hmm. the our esteemed host, Rick Schwartz. Already forgot his name. Asks, I had to look up in my screen, asks... If you would like to continue, if you're feeling good, they're never feeling good, but they would always like to continue. Yeah, they're like, you could tell that they want to say, no, you dumbass. I don't feel good. Ask uh, a how are you qu- feeling? <laughs> Fucking hot. It's 132 degrees in here right now. <laughs> Stop wasting time on the clock. Yeah. Just let me come fucking answer. So they're asking these rapid fire questions. You can say, stop the chamber and you're out. Mm-hmm. Um, like we said, if you get into the danger zone for 20 seconds or the doctors have to stop it, or if you miss two consecutive questions, Hey, there's that number again, two consecutive questions, Mm -hmm. you are out. And why is it two? Don't worry about it. So for each question you get right, you're accumulating $1,000. If you lose, basically, if you don't get all the way through, if you die in the chamber, you have lost, right? If you don't get through all seven rounds for any of these reasons, two missed questions, they pull you out, whatever, Mm -hmm. you lose half of the money. So you take home half of whatever you earned there. Um, If you get through all seven levels and you've correctly answered 25 questions or more, you triple your money. Okay. And these questions you talk about, these are uniform very simple. No, 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 no. Right. So one question will be a true or false question. One question will be an open-ended answer question. Okay. One question will be a four-question multiple choice, four-answer multiple choice question. Okay. Um, the th- would, would one of the questions be a naked or not? Uh, yeah. Well, no. Three of the questions in the same person's round will be naked or not. Uh-huh. And the question will just be naked or not Michelangelo's David. Naked. Right. Naked or not, um, Justin Timberlake's dancing partner at the 2004 Super Bowl halftime show. One boob naked. Correct. Yes. I don't know if those <laughs> dates were correct. No, but. I think maybe close. It was, it was 2003, maybe 2002. Yeah, okay. um, maybe 2004. So the questions, like you said, are not very uniform. And for it being <clears throat> rapid fire was what they say. Rapid fire questions. Um, they are, and, and to their, and all oh, 2004, I nailed it. Nice. Um, they are rapid fire. That's the only thing that was true to form. Right. However, my problem with it is you have got one minute per round okay. and it will say naked or not. Michelangelo's David. And you go naked. naked. And then the next question is, which of these vegetables is highest in vitamin D? Tomatoes? Radishes, carrots, or cucumbers. Carrots. And I'm like, that asking that question took half of my fucking minute. <laughs> and yeah. the other thing is, after we mentioned, if you miss two questions, you're out. 
two questions in a row, mm -hmm. you're out. So the other thing is you miss one question and the little robot man mm -hmm. uh, who's reading the questions to you because Rick Schwartz is not reading the questions. Rick however, Schwartz is standing to the side doing nothing. However, starting in episode three, Rick Schwartz does suddenly read the questions. Oh. So the robot man who's reading the questions after you miss one, he then says, incorrect. Get the next question wrong and the chamber will stop. And I'm like, you just wasted another five fucking seconds. The rules were explained to me beforehand. I know if I miss another, the chamber will stop. You know what? I'm going to have to, I beg to differ with you on that one. When I'm being tortured in a chamber, I probably would need a couple of reminders of what's going on. Um, maybe. Uh, because, yeah, the, uh, the point of the game is the questions aren't that hard. But they're putting all these stressors on you. Mm -hmm. So will it make you lose your focus and miss the questions, basically? Mm -hmm. um, one thing I noted uh, in my notes here, I wrote, no crowd is awkward. It, I thought, it's weird that there's no crowd. And then uh, one of the guys said, crowd, I need you here. And then people went, ah! And I went, wait, there is a crowd? Uh huh. <laughs> because it was just silent the whole time. And then randomly there was one outburst of cheering from a crowd. It was very confusing to me, the way that that was produced. Well, it's not. It absolutely is confusing. But it, the sound you're hearing is the inside of the chamber, essentially. It's the flame. Right. And you're hearing the bursts of the winds. Like, you are, they're submersing you in the chamber with the person, which I guess is fine. But yes, you, what's the point of the, the freaking audience there? I don't know. It was weird. Also, those audience members are fucking weird. Sadists. Yes. It's like somebody on the street, hey, do you want to come see a game show? Uh, yeah, sure. What's it about? You know, like seeing people, you almost fucking die. <laughs> and then the guy's like, yeah, I do. Uh -huh. And he's like, that's why I live here on the street. <laughs> I just like to, I wait here until car wrecks happen. Yeah. So... Yeah, speaking of sadists, as we mentioned, Rick Schwartz was the host of this show. And he consistently had an erect penis the entire that show. That is true. Uh, but he wasn't the original host of the show. That can't be true. So Matt Vaskersian, who is, I know him best as a, a baseball announcer. Mm -hmm. As he always says, Santa Maria! Oh yeah, I know that guy. So he was the original host. And then during one of the rehearsals... Uh, he walked off in disgust and never returned. Wow. I don't think he liked what they were up to there. Did he scream Santa Maria? And Joseph Mengele tried to stop him from walking off the stage, but... Oh, my gosh. Uh, he, he he wouldn't listen. So, you uh, oh, I also didn't mention, because uh, this didn't start until episode two, they would also put smells in the chamber. Stinky, stinky smells. Yeah. So, like I said, you have to get 25 questions right. How does that go with either the hot or cold theme? Um, I would guess it doesn't. Okay. It's just torture. They do they had, like, Were there like five guys that made a halo around the person? And they, they made just some had cheeseburgers and gave you way too many fries? Yeah, and they just had exposed butts right <laughs> around there. They were just their... people farting. <laughs> they were just <laughs> eating beans. They had their butts out and they were just scooping <laughs> beans into their mouth. Um. Yeah, so if you get 25 right and you get through all seven rounds, you get the triple. But 25 is kind of a lot. There's seven rounds. You've got to get, you know, basically, what, what four right per round mm -hmm. in order to do that. And most of the time, there were only five questions per round. Yeah, because of the, you miss one more. Right, exactly, because of all will. the time taken up by the question asking. Thing. I did see... One contestant got seven questions in a round. And they were all super short. And also it was weird because <clears throat> she was like the second or third contestant on, on the episode. Mm -hmm. uh, they were hour-long episodes. They usually worked three in per episode. And this one woman who was on it was the only one who got questions like, what is your mother's maiden name? Yeah. What is your dad's date address? Or, yeah, date of birth. Yeah. Like, I was like... How come the other people aren't getting questions about their personal life? <laughs> but also, like, you, what maiden name is like a classic 
question on security sites. So, well, that was what they were doing. They were trying to hack into her shit for her nudes. That's why they only asked oh. this to her. Oh. Yeah. Wait, hack into what for her nudes? Her iCloud. <laughs> In the future. They were getting ready. <laughs> yeah. They were getting ready. Okay. So, when did the iPhone come out? 2005? 2007. Oh, wow. This was 2002. So, they were mm-hmm. way ahead of the game. Wow. Um, yeah, so... You're wondering, you know, you asked who is watching this show in the audience. Uh, you might also be asking, who created this show? You know, we joked. Uh, about, Marilyn Manson. About Nazis creating it. Yeah. However, you joked about it. I don't joke about you Nazis. You joke about Nazis a lot. Nope. All the time. Mm-mm. Especially around Christmas. So, <laughs> well, you know, for some reason that uh, that Nazi song has become a, a Christmas song, even though it's not... Uh, Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. You know that one? You're thinking of uh, Vince Guaraldi. Ra- from Raindrops and Kittens? Uh, These are a few of my favorite things. Yeah, how is that Nazi? Well, because it's from uh, The Sound of Music, which is a Nazi, a musical about Nazis. Well, if I believe, if I remember correctly, the Nazi, were the Nazis the protagonists? I guess it depends on your perspective. Were the kids Nazis? I guess it depends on your perspective. Were they white, straight, cis men? So, yes, basically. Were there any female Nazi officers? Um, that's a good question. There should have been. I think the main problem with the Nazis right? is their lack of diversity in leadership. A hundred percent agree. If I wanted a if if Hitler was just a little more gender queer, I think they would have gone places. You think they would have beat you think they would have eventually yep, dominated? Yeah, they, need, they needed different perspectives, and that's that's what led to the fall of the Nazis. They didn't have diversity in leadership. Yeah. So there's so many reasons we're getting kicked off of YouTube for this episode. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Mike Darnell, he was credited as the creator. I bet of we this get game kicked show. off because we mentioned the chamber too much, and they're like, "No way, <laughs> there's no way anybody's gonna watch content about that shit shit game show." Exactly. So Mike Darnell is credited as the creator of this show. He was a uh, Fox reality show producer, basically. I hope he lost his job after this. No, incorrect. So basically what happened was um, a New Zealand company created a game show idea called The Chair. And And we adopted (laughs) it in America, and now we use it to murder people who have killed. And they presented this around, and there was kind of a bidding war for the rights to the chair and abc won the bidding war american broadcasting company yes and so fox said we need to make our own version of that show and get on tv before they do that was mike darnell's idea god people were fucking hot for this show yeah so what ended up happening was abc sued fox Mm mm-hmm and then Fox countersued, saying that ABC sent spies to their set to spy on it and figure out what was going on. And that's how they knew we cheated them, and that's messed up. <laughs> and uh, the Chamber ended up premiering two days before The Chair did. The Chair was hosted by John McEnroe, who you have heard of, though. Right. And also The Chair was not really a torture game. It was basically... You were strapped into a chair. And you just better answer questions. <laughs> you got to do it. Uh, and this is tricky to me that you have a uh, heart rate monitor on. Okay. And then they say, uh, that's your baseline rest. You, they measure your baseline resting heart rate. Mm-hmm. And then they add 60% to it. Okay. And they say you your heart rate can't go above that. Right. That's uh, like your max heart rate. Or you... Uh, you lose money for each second that your heart rate is a more than 60% above your okay. baseline heart rate. Okay. So it's basically just like a pressure test sort of thing. Like yeah. how well can you keep your cool in this situation? And then there were two moments. It was also, it was seven questions. So there was also seven levels, but it was just one question per level. Okay. More of a, uh, who wants to be a millionaire situation. Yes, exactly. And it was like $5,000 for the first question and then went up or something Ooh. like that. And for every second that your heart rate was above the baseline plus 60, you lost um, $100. Okay. 
That'd be and, so hard. To and keep you it down. weren't allowed to answer a question if you were above that. You just had Don't to. You chill just had out. to sit there and try and like breathe and get dead your puppies, heart rate dead down. Puppies, dead puppies, dead puppies, dead puppies. And so my favorite was I saw a clip of it. Oh, and sorry, sorry. Two at two t- times during the show, like between questions, mm-hmm. they do. I, I can't remember exactly what they called them, like heart racer moments or something like that, where they do something to try and get your heart rate to raise. Mm. What's going on there? Nothing. Your Google password is required. It's listening to us. So. Like, they'll have a pendulum swinging down by your face, in front of your face, to try and scare you that this pendulum is going to hit you. Or oh. they put a uh, a plastic shield in front of you, and then have John McEnroe serve tennis balls at your face. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> it sounds like a joke that I would make up for this show, oh, man. but it happened. That's kind of cool. And, yeah, you've got to try and keep your heart rate down. I did see one clip of, of this show where a guy was a contestant and his baseline heart rate was 68 and they brought him out they it's, they bring the chair up from underneath the ground like mm-hmm. a magician and they brought him up and his heart rate at that point in time was um 150 Jesus and so he he needed to get below 109 uh-uh. and uh you start with $5000 uh-huh. and at uh no point did he get below 120 <laughs> And so he, they asked him the first question, and because you're only losing money after they ask you a question, like between questions, you can have an elevator heart rate. They ask him the first question, and then he can't answer because he's above the thing. And then he just sat there for 50 seconds while each of those five thousand dollars disappeared. And then that was it. He was done. That was his <laughs> no. role on the game show. So the chair got beaten to the air by two days by the chamber, as we mentioned. And let me tell you, those two days were important because the chamber. Lasted for three episodes before getting canceled. There's no way. Three episodes. They filmed six. There were three aired. They said um, the bad ratings made it hard to justify airing a show that was getting such a hostile reaction. Weird. And so they canceled it. Um, The biggest money winner on the show was a guy named Scott Brown who won $20,000 in the chamber. <clears throat> and then, and you thought that was all. No, he went to the bonus round. What was the bonus round? Getting hypothermia and going to the hospital, and then suing and getting an additional one hundred thousand dollars. That's pretty good prize. He won the bonus round. Wait, did, couldn't you win a hundred thousand dollars? They the show? kept saying you could win more than a hundred thousand dollars, and I guess that was based on the suing. <laughs> yeah, the lawsuit. You could win if you sue us. If you get hospitalized. From- <laughs> so, by the way. Um, again, my favorite part of any liability waiver in the world really is that it is meaningless and it is a show. And the fact that they made a big deal out of look and they're signing the liability waiver before they go in. And then a guy sued them and won the lawsuit anyway. But how do you know the liability waiver kept, capped him at a hundred thousand and he didn't get a million says, hey, we're only liable for $100,000 of your death. So. Wait, did he? You said he died? No, he, he, just, got, got he just got hypothermia. He's fine. My God. Maybe. I don't know. He killed himself a year later. But that's probably unrelated. <laughs> it was Christmas, you know. So. And he didn't have Christmas chair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's that's the chamber. There's. um, It's an interesting show. What are your likes? What are your dislikes? How long did the chair last? Four. The chair lasted for um, like a full season, like 10 episodes or something like that. Damn. They also were both airing while NBC was airing the Winter Olympics at the same time. Mm, I believe cuts into 2002 it. was Salt Lake. So also that means it was live, like not one of these bullshit Olympics where you already your phone tells you who won 12 <laughs> hours before it's on TV. Yeah. So who gives a fuck? Um, so, so yeah, they were up against the Olympics as well. So they were never going to get good ratings uh, in this race to get our torture show on TV. Yeah. Although the chair is less tortury than the chamber was. Way less tortury. Yeah. The, the chair was a lie detector test. Yeah, basically. Essentially. So what, again, what'd you like? What'd you dislike? Um, the naked or not style. 
question. <laughs> okay. I saw, I've just, never seen you it. Like, you like hearing about naked people? I just... And you were like, ooh, Lady Godiva was naked? On a horse? Never thought of that. Horse girls, though, you gotta... What happens if they say out. naked or not Putin on a horse? Top half, yes, for sure. Top half naked? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I also said that there have been some reports that came out of like the psychology world that said if you stare into someone's eyes for four minutes, you can fall in love. So that if they go back and forth for four minutes on that opening thing, you think they fall in love? I think that if we did better research, we would find out that every single one of those contestants fell in love with each other and are now married. No, stop it. I can't. What? I've already married. Stop staring at <laughs> what? me. <laughs> hey, man, it's just science. I'm just trying to do some science. Um, what are your dislikes? The dislikes. The first thing that comes up on the Google search is The Chamber is the worst game show ever. Really? Uh-huh. Hey, we did it. Um, I was genuinely nervous for the 50-year-old lady that went in that first episode. Oh, yeah. So nervous to the point that I didn't watch it because I didn't want to see an old lady get tortured. So here's the funny thing. When she came out at the end, I don't know if it was the, you know, the 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 cool chamber effects or I can't remember if she was in the hot or the cold. But either way, she looked younger than when she went in. No <laughs> way. I swear to God. Holy it was very confusing. Crap. Because she missed her second miss was um she was very upset about this. She complained. Um the question was like in 1998 this 68 year old man went into space mm-hmm. and she said uh, i believe her answer was oh glenn something glenn 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 armstrong and they said no and they're like oh the answer was john glenn you said glenn something then glenn armstrong and she was like i said glenn twice i thought glenn was gonna be give me credit so when you didn't say that i thought i must be wrong and i Tried to come up with a different answer. So is she saying this as she's being tortured? No, this was like as they pulled oh, her out. Okay. Of the, oh, because this was the, the last chamber, one. Because it was the one that she missed. Um, and I think if she had just said Glenn, then they might have given her credit. And it, it would be a fair criticism. But the fact that the first words she said were Glenn something, Glenn, Glenn. It makes it seem like she's trying to think of a Glenn's last name. Right, which is she's already saying it. Right, and if she was that confident that it was John Glenn, why would she say Glenn Armstrong like that's a person? Right. She just knew that Glenn was involved, but didn't have a really good answer. If she, I think, if she confidently said Glenn, she has an argument, but she didn't. So shut up. Uh, the weight at the beginning of the intro stats seems unnecessary. Oh, and they tell you how much the person weighs. Yeah, it's so you can calculate in your head what's a safe uh, temperature for the made up. Okay, the made up algorithm that they were using. Um, I said, "What's up with the fascination of two in this show?" Uh, Attaching them to the chair took way too long. Wait, 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 wait. The bland, most bland host of all time make a fucking facial expression. Yeah. Um, What is the black cult cloak thing that they're wearing before they derobe them? Mm-hmm. Um, and seven levels seems excessive. There's a lot. I never in that first episode. I don't think anybody got past level like five. Yeah, and it was the same thing over and over. Nothing changed, even visually. Even what do you mean? They said, it got hotter. It got yeah, colder. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. I but, think in the first round they didn't do the clock spinning thing. That didn't happen until the second. Whoa. Round. Huge change. There wasn't enough changes. This show was the same thing over and over. Yeah. And the same thing wasn't good to to watch in the first place. So it's this. It's a shitty thing that won't stop. Oh, I'm sorry. It's the worst. What are your dislikes? Everything. I mean that. Yeah. Cut to the chase. Hitler. Your dislikes were Hitler. Uh huh. Happy four twenty. <laughs> Eichmann, <laughs> Adolf Eichmann, is that, the architect of this show. Oh, okay. Who's the architect of the Holocaust. Did you see... Adolf Eichmann. The, they hunted him down in Buenos Aires. In the documentary of that guy that like might have been associated with the gas chamber. Oh, yeah. What was that called? Uh, the Devil Next Door. Yeah, and they, they, did the, they showed the trial. He was and, at Dachau or something like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's a great one because it kind of leaves you on the suspense. Like you see all these people bitch and moan about maybe he's this guy and like they scarred him forever and they will never forget his face Uh because he's in his nightmares, blah, blah, blah. But like, did he do it? Yeah, I think I think I'm pretty confident but, that I'm pretty confident that he? he was, you know, a guard at a concentration camp in Poland and uh, was in Germany. Well, right, because, you know, Poland was the first place that they invaded in 1939. And then they kind of used it for their fucking uh, playground. They kind of set up, they set up uh, some camps there okay. for the kids. Um, unfortunately for the kids. Yeah. Um, so yeah, speaking of Christmas. Oh wait, how many buzzers would you give this show? Uh, I'm giving it half a buzzer because it was a game show, and that's about as half much a buzzer is a very fair score for this game show. As much very fair score. Also, same score that I give to the Nazis. Why did they get the point five buzzers? Though? Because they were a political organization. <laughs> okay, which okay. is the same credit that we give this. Okay, yeah. They did exist, therefore they get a score. It's like, you know, if you do your homework, you get some sort of score. You don't get a zero. That's right. You get name uh, points for putting your name on. Right, exactly on the SAT. Okay. You are you exist, you exist, therefore you get points. Right. Okay. Yeah. So kind of a bummer of a show. Kind of a bad show. Not a Christmas show. No. I googled uh, Christmas game shows. Mm-hmm. Nothing. We could have just. You know what we should have done? What? Is just totally changed our format and just done a review of a Christmas movie. Uh, and then from now on, hard. and then from now on, without mentioning the transition at all, we just do movie reviews. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's not a bad idea. And that's how you do a successful podcast shift. I saw Paul Shear making an argument yesterday that Home Alone is not a Christmas movie. It absolutely is a Christmas movie. <laughs> it absolutely is. What was his argument? Uh, that it's an action movie. He was can't just, be a Christmas movie. He was just movie? making the same argument that people make against Die Hard. Die Hard. Oh, okay. Being a Christmas movie. Um, Does he think that Die Hard is a Christmas movie? Uh, I assume so. He's a smart guy. I, it's not, though. Um, then why does it say ho, ho, ho? Because I have a machine gun. He now. is a ho, disgusting ho, ho. misogynist, and he decided to. Oh, he's just calling him out. He's looking down. And there were three bad guys in the whole movie. And they were all hoes. Right. But they were all dudes. Yeah. You can still be a hoe. Hans Gruber. A.K.A. Severus Snape. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Home Alone. Home Alone. I watched it last night. I wanted to watch it last night, but I, I didn't. That's a bummer, man. I know. Have you watched Home Sweet Home Alone starring Ellie Kemper and Rob Delaney? Here's what I thought after watching this movie. The Home Alone franchise is a dead horse and it's mm-hmm. been dead for a while. And when it was alive, it had a fruitful life and it galloped with other horses and it probably wasn't even in a stable. It was a wild horse, free, majestic and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then what happened is it died and that's okay. fine yeah. because things die. Sure. Zero stars, zero buzzers. It is dead. It does not get a buzzer. Okay. And then what they do is producers uh, or like maybe uh, like like Neanderthals will crawl across the earth and they'll find it and they'll also have electricity. So Neanderthals was a bad starting point for that. But this they, whole story is they just... hook up electrical like nodes to this dead horse and they press a button and it, it you know, it animates itself, but it's not really alive. And it happens every five years. So you didn't like Home Sweet Home Alone? I mean, it was fine. I gave it like half a... <laughs> no, it was terrible. Oh, it was terrible. And I was talking to my wife about this, and I want to get your opinion on it. I haven't seen it. But I'll give you my opinion anyway. Okay. Yeah. So, you know how, in my opinion, good stories have a good and a bad. These people have conviction. Either they are like truly good, or they are people that... They have a strong point of view, is what I'm sure, saying. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Home Alone, Home Sweet Home Alone, it's like the bad people aren't trying to be bad. They're just put in a a difficult situation. Like Marvin and Harry are bad in Home Alone. Sticky Bandits. Wet Wet Bandits. Then Sticky Bandits. They are criminals. They know what they're doing is bad. And they're actively trying to hurt and possibly kill a child. They're cool with that. 
it's easy as an audience member to say they're the bad guys. Fuck I'm those people. Them. I want to see them hurt. Sure. But when you've got bad guys that are just we're just two adults put in a hard situation and, and we just we don't want to do this, but we have to. And I don't, I'm not trying to give it away from you. But the motivation is like, it's fine. Like, I see how they would want to get. It's like they they need money to pay for their child's chemotherapy treatment. Not Um. far off. Oh, God. Not far (laughs) off. All right. And so. So you're rooting against the kid. You're rooting against Jojo Rabbit. Kind of. Not Jojo Rabbit, but Jojo Rabbit's friend. So it's also, was the kid's name Jojo Rabbit? Uh, Was his nickname? Yeah, Jojo was his name. Uh, and that's why it sucked. I'm sorry to hear that. We watched Single All the Way on Netflix. It's like a Christmas movie, but gay. Oh. Um, this is not the one I told you to watch. No, you're thinking of Love Hard. Yes, it is. This one was, um, I don't know, for some reason, I guess I expected it to be of some level of quality. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought the gays made better art than this. And that was a mistake. Because it was like, it was worse than a Hallmark movie is how I would do it. In both quality and acting and story? I mean, I guess the acting was fine-ish. But it was just all over the place. It was just a little hard to follow, especially right out of the gate. Like the like three scenes in, I was like, I don't even know what's happening right now. Yeah, and it was like, oh, this guy, he's finally taking a boyfriend home for Christmas, mm-hmm. and does he live in the South? No, he lived in uh, L.A. Already would have made it better. He's an insta gay. Like um, at the second you come out, or he like worked at an advertising agency. No, insta gays are like gay people on Instagram that just do gay stuff on Instagram. Okay, and. What is a gay thing on Instagram? I don't know, like be in like a speedo and a Santa hat, and then it's like, oh, it's my Christmas picture. Okay. And then like you know, it's like a thirst trap for gay people. Okay. So, which I guess is just a thirst trap. You know what this this game show was a thirst trap for fucking sick people. <laughs> exactly. Very true. But anyway, yeah, single all the way. It was mm-hmm. just really all over the place, and you didn't really get a strong like. So kind of more conflict like conflict or anything to be honest. Yeah, with you. dude. <laughs> well, I guess home sweet home alone had a conflict, but there, there was and nothing you were like, like oh, there's not, not really like a climax to this movie. It's just like, and that's the end of it. And you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, he ended up with his best friend. Cool. That sorry, spoiler. Shock. But just don't watch it. You don't watch. And also, home alone. the movie started, and Erica goes, uh, oh, he's gonna end up with his best friend, and he's gonna open up a store. And that was exactly what happened. Exactly what happened. I mean... Very easily predictable. I mean, like all the Hallmark movies are, but I don't know. For some reason, again, I just thought it was going to be, like, higher quality. Mm-hmm. It had Stifler's mom in it. Oh. In a... Uh, Classic Stifler mom way? No. Oh. Just in a weird old drunk lady way. <laughs> and uh, it also had... Um, it was, I think, it must have been Canadian produced. It had a bunch of Canadian people in it. Okay. You know, like um, the Miss, Mrs. Shit from Shit's Creek. Oh, yeah. Whatever her name is. Hey, speaking of Home Alone, she's the mom in Home Alone. Oh, no, 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 not her. Then who from the Mrs., the one whose last name is actually Shit in the show? Roland's wife. Oh, got it. Uh, yeah, she was in it. And so I assume she's Canadian because she was on Schitt's Creek. Mm-hmm. And some of the other people, somebody said like grade seven or something like that. And I'm like, For that's, sure. That's not an American. That's fucking, <laughs> that's fucking, uh, Degrassi right there. Yeah, exactly. In what grade were you shot and paralyzed? <laughs> grade seven. Yeah. So that's not a recommend from me. Single all the way. Dude, what- we have nothing positive i guess all right what's your favorite christmas gift you've ever received that'll be positive oh man favorite christmas gift i ever received i oh probably uh um game gear Ooh, a game gear yeah did you receive enough batteries 
Because that thing went through batteries like crazy. And you know what else I received many, many years later? Some would say six or seven years later. What? A dead spider under the screen. Oh, what? For the Game Gear. A spider got under the screen. And then died. And then had the audacity Mm -hmm. to die there? Yes. Did you continue playing with a dead spider under the screen? What am I supposed to do? Take up part of Game Gear? (laughs) Yeah. I'm not fucking Kevorkian. What? The guy who assisted suicide in his patients? Yeah, he took life. He He took the spider out of their screen, (laughs) metaphorically. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. Wow. What's your favorite Chris? And we have an interesting question for you. What? Because your birthday is on Christmas. That is true. So how did your parents distinguish birthday versus Christmas gift? So in my uh, youth, mm-hmm. what they... You're still, hey, you're still young. Thank you. What they did was the morning was Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so every everybody opened up their presents under the tree, whatever, Christmas, blah, 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 blah. And then it was like, oh, and now it's your birthday. And now you get birthday presents. And I got to um, choose what the Christmas meal was Ooh. because I like every my brother and sister. You know, they get to choose what restaurant they want to go out to for their birthday. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I guess my only option was Chinese food in such a scenario. <laughs> <laughs> like you couldn't like say steaks. Like mom, dad cooked me steaks or something. Uh, well, lasagna was what. Yeah, was what I chose. So we had lasagna. At a Chinese food place? At a, yeah, at a Chinese food place. Uh, my dad would make lasagna every year. And in fact, he still uh, does. Mm. And my parents are not with me on Christmas anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, they're still alive. Oh, okay. They're just not with me on Christmas. I guess congratulations then. <laughs> and my dad uh, still uh, makes the lasagna and then we, uh, or like, you know, doesn't cook it, but puts it all together. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it's in our freezer right now. And so we will... We will bake it on Christmas. Have my lasagna. Mm. So that's is how... lasagna a thing? Because we're going to, I'm going. To, we're going to go to my mother-in-law's. John does mm-hmm. real mother, my fake mother. <laughs> real, okay, yeah. Um, that's how it works. Yeah, usually. and she does. They do lasagna every year. I don't know that to be a thing. Uh, but I guess they fucking copied me, which is kind of fucked up, Yeah, if I'm honest. Maybe you started uh, this trend and you didn't even know it. Yeah. Um, but I know, like, like we're going to Erica's family on Christmas evening. Your fake family. Right. Not my parents, but her parents. Mm-hmm. And we will be having tamales because that's the Mexican thing to do on Christmas. Tamales. So it kind of just sounds like there's no real Christmas meal that's been solidified it's just kind of for mexico tamales right and do you know what happened i think i've maybe told this story before but when i the very first christmas erica and i were dating Mm -hmm. she was home with her parents for christmas i was home at my parents for christmas and we were talking on the phone and she was like oh yeah we're gonna have tamales and i said uh oh yeah you know why mexicans always have tamales on christmas and she said uh why and I said, so they have something to unwrap. And then So she, what are you signifying? Mexicans are too poor for presents? Correct, yes. That's okay. the joke. Okay. And then uh, she told her Mexican mom that joke, who uh, I hadn't met yet. Oh, no. And uh, her mom, I guess, laughed at it. So that was a good sign for me. Oh, yikes. That could have Eventually been very getting, Yeah, I was like, what the fuck are you telling your mom that for? Well, she's... Proud of you. She's proud it's of not, the joke. She wanted was, to she tell. She shouldn't have been. It was a said, lazy joke. It's a bad said, joke. It's racist. It's offensive. Mama. And I did. I uh, what's that word? Like went to uh, Argentina. You know, like when uh, denounce. I denounced that joke. That was a different me. It would have been much more offensive if I told it, it today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. No. I never. I never offended or uh, you know criticized lasagna before i don't know maybe <laughs> the culture of your mother-in-law let's think of one right now of a way that you can uh, why do italians have lasagna she's not on, italian on christmas okay okay no but that's good we okay why do italian because to unlayer peel back the layers of their misogynistic 
yeah, I don't know. It's not. Uh, it needs to be like pithy and offensive. Yeah. You know what's something offensive about Italians? Mamma Mia. No, that's a that's a heartwarming part of their culture. <laughs> hand something about hand gestures. I don't know. What's a good uh, What's a good racial slur for Italians? Mamma Mia. <laughs> Mamma Mia. <laughs> It's I don't know. We'll Dago. figure it out. Is that Slide cool? into our DMs and fucking give us some know. racist shit we yeah, can say. Yeah, tell us some racist stuff about Italians, please. <laughs> I think we need more of that in this country. I think that's the problem. Heart with this disease? Is Everybody's racist against Muslims and Mexicans right now. I think we need some racism against old-fashioned white people to balance it out. You know what? It's not just like, oh, he's a cis white male. I think we need some more Polish jokes. We need some more Irish jokes. Yeah. Those sorts of things. They need to make a comeback, and then I think we'd all be on a level playing field. I think you're right. I think that instead of trying to eradicate racism, which spoiler never going to happen, right? Everybody hits the same. Racism everybody level. gets a racism, and so then it kind of washes out, and that's the true meaning of Christmas. Is everybody's on the same? Everybody's everybody gets the same thing. Everybody's on the. You'd get your meal except over the here. Jews. Yeah, they are because they don't believe in excluded. Santa. Here's, but I don't feel for them because. Wow. Oh, wow. Here's why I don't feel for them. Okay, Eichmann. They decided to do their thing before Christmas. They were like, we have to be first. That was true. So they, guess didn't, what? they didn't just wait. They you couldn't do, just wait. You do if get they, to be first. If they had a little more patience, they could have had Christmas. You had four. <laughs> yeah. Think about it. If you, and that's what you get. That is your prize. <laughs> you get, you get to be first at something. But guess what? Your ha- something kind of sucks. Hanukkah is always before Christmas, right? Yeah. Hanukkah's already over. Yeah. Bye, Hanukkah. You're canceled. Too many white people are celebrating it. Yeah. I don't see it. I don't see a lot of blacks and Muslims celebrating Hanukkah, so it's canceled. I like that we're bringing everybody to the same racism level. Right? I think it's smart. Let's just be more racist, but against the right people. Oh. <laughs> oh, you're saying it's against the wrong people right now. Right. Right now we're being racist to the wrong people. We're singling them out. Yeah. If we're more racist against white people, I think things would be better in this country. I think it's smart. And also, you and that's have my the platform vote. I'm running on in 2024. You, I was going to say you have my vote. Thank 100%. you. Thank you. Um, God bless you. God bless us all. Everyone. Merry Christmas. And God bless America. Merry Christmas. And only Merry Christmas. <laughs> and specifically, fuck off otherwise. Yeah. We'll see you guys. In the new year. Maybe. I don't know.